This week's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash DJForceX. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hello and welcome. After a little bit of a break, welcome to the DJ Force X podcast episode 81. Um, as regular listeners to this show would have probably realized, I've been not releasing these recently uh, for at least the past three, four months. That was just due to uh, the nature of my move back to the UK. Um, and a few sort of family events and personal events that have happened. Um, namely, um, my, um, one of my friends passed away, uh, and, um, my stepdad as well. And, uh, it's been a bit of a, bit of a tough slog, but, um, hopefully coming back to this, I'm trying to get it back to at least monthly, uh, if not every other couple of weeks. Um, uh, but I do have a special guest this week. Um, very, uh, a return to the show for this particular band, but a different member. Uh, I've got Johnny, uh, the vocalist from nothing more. Uh, they recently came over, um, to the UK and they played a sold out show at the Dingwalls venue in Camden. Um, and I was fortunate enough to, um, get over there and, uh, watch them and get to chat to Johnny for a bit, uh, which was great to sort of catch up after um, chatting to Mark a few years ago um, back in uh, Florida. And um, yeah, they're talking about their, their latest album, The Stories We Tell Ourselves, which is out now, uh, available via all formats, pretty much, uh, vinyl, CD, digital, etc. Um, and I can't say this enough. It was, it's an absolutely fantastic album. Um, their, their previous album to this, the self-titled was great. This is just, it's, it's magnificent, if you will. Um, really enjoying it. Uh, I can't give it enough superlatives. Um, um, I kiss his ass royally in this interview as well. Um, but it is a great album. It's, it's one of the very few albums I can listen to from start to finish and not skip any tracks. Um, and yeah, uh, and their live performance as well. I mean, catching them at a small venue um after seeing them prior to this and it it was one of those nights where you can kind of go i just saw something special i just saw the start of something for a band that thoroughly deserve it i mean they're they've worked so hard they've um self-produced etc and it it was a great show. Um, it's one of those shows where I knew the words to every song they played. Um, and so did the crowd there as well. The, the sold out crowd at Dingwalls and they're coming back in the summer, uh, to the UK. Um, they're just about to head out with Papa Roach in the States early next year, uh, for an extensive tour, um, through the U S. So all my U S listeners do look out for your local listings on that one and do go check them out. Cause it is worth it. Um, they are a band on the rise and yeah, they will, they will be huge. They'll be arenas before you know it. Um, but apart from that, um, yeah, um, just sort of, again, thank you to all the people who've been downloading while I haven't been producing these. Um, it's been, it's been, it's been nice seeing, I think, I think we exceeded 20,000 downloads in total, um, for the whole lot, uh, which, 
blows my mind that people are listening to these shows um but without further ado i'm gonna i'm gonna start the interview <laughs> um i'm probably gonna say some stuff at the end as well uh so if you want to stay tuned to that but uh in the meantime this is johnny from nothing more enjoy the show johnny of nothing more uh, we're here at uh, dingwalls in camden london and uh here for tonight's show and uh yeah welcome thanks for having me man yeah <laughs> my pleasure my pleasure um so like i said kind of prior to this, this is your second appearance for nothing more on my show previously i spoke to your guitarist mark um yeah. a couple of years ago when you're on uh support for shinedown in yeah. uh, in america uh which was really cool and your album back then yourself titled uh really enjoyed that one and thanks. um yeah we're here to talk about your new album your current tour um the stories we tell ourselves uh it's a fantastic album i gotta say first thank and you. foremost genuinely thank um, you that's good to I hear love it. it's on repeat <laughs> constantly my family are digging it as well i've got kids and they always ask for that on in the car so um, you've done something right there <laughs> hey that's good um, a wide demographic there yeah yeah no, and your previous album the track uh, jenny because it was on uh, the radio quite a lot in the states and we had the rock radio on yeah yeah and my nine-year-old knows all the words to it Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> so she's singing away. And, oh, awesome! Uh, she loves it. She loves it. So, um, so this uh, current tour you're on across Europe, um, how's that been for you so far? Because you've done a, quite a few dates. Yeah, um, it's been uh, nothing but encouraging. Yeah. Uh, just a- every crowd is twice or three times bigger than it was last time. The energy is uh, has gained a lot of momentum. So there, there's definitely a buzz that we're feeling. But it's also one of the more tiring tours we've ever done. We're sleeping in like a in like little bucket seats in a sprinter van <laughs> as we yeah. drive all night. So it's a lot of long drives and uh, back problems. Let's just yes. say that this is the back problems. No sleep tour. <laughs> yes, yes. No, I've been in the same shoes. I was uh, I was in a band for a long time back back in okay. the noughties and. Uh, yeah, we slept in the van quite a lot, and uh, it's done my back no good at all. Yeah, even to this day. You know. uh, so I don't envy that at all. But um, I mean, coming through this tour, you've sold out a couple of the venues uh, you've been playing. Like you said, you get the momentum; people are coming back to the shows. Uh, I know you've been over here uh, a couple of times before. Uh, you played some of the big festivals here. Uh, Download was the was the last one you played, I believe. Was it? Um, Park? I think Reading and Leeds was the last. Oh, Reading and Leeds. One. Yeah. yeah, but we have okay. played Download. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you're not strangers to this area but is it nice (laughs) to see like coming back through again all this momentum you're picking up um see it like paying off in another country oh yeah i mean it it's kind of cool because it's that snowball effect that everybody talks about where it's just really hard to uh get it going the first few tours and then then you hit this point where you start feeling it you know, take on a life of its own. I always, I always actually snowballs a bad example. I think a lawnmower, like over in the <laughs> States, we, we all have these lawnmowers that you just like can't get started and you keep yeah. pulling on it. And, uh, but once it does, it's that feeling of, Oh God, okay. It's running on its own now. I don't have to keep pulling on it. And that's what it feels like right now. That's excellent. That's really good. <laughs> now that's a brilliant analogy. In fact, that is a moment of relief. 
yes Kung Galon. Um, so um, with with the album um, it was it was co-produced by it was like self-produced by yourselves or co-produced by yep. you um, and uh-huh. your manager I believe was it yep. yeah um, so why did you decide to kind of do it yourself rather than bringing someone else in was it more of the vision that you guys had or was it you know the circumstance um originally it was uh necessity you know when we first started we didn't have a label we didn't have a producer nothing so um i just got interested in the production side of things because we kind of divided and conquered when it came to tasks that the band needed to do so i kind of took on the studio side mark kind of did more uh in between everything and daniel took on the automotive you know touring logistical side and uh long story short uh, you fast forward to uh, this record we got you know got signed and we got uh management and agents and all this other stuff but we had invested already so much in our own i guess understanding or skills in the production world that we actually felt like we'd be taking a step back if we went with another producer um I'm sure there's a lot we could learn. Like we still do work with other people um, that will bring into the mix throughout the process just to get another perspective and to learn and grow. But at the end of the day, uh, we've kind of already acquired the skills that we'd be paying somebody else for. So we can put that money into our bank, not into someone else's. And we have that direct creative access to where we don't have to, I don't have to explain what I want to somebody. I can just go find it myself with the tools, you know, yeah. no, that makes sense. It's good. It's a good thing. Um, so, uh, with this album, um, you tackle quite a lot of um, social issues in your lyrics. Yeah. Um, uh, th- tracks like uh, Do You Really Want It? Um, sort of proclaiming, you know, people want to change the world, but they're not willing to, uh, to basically paraphrase your lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to change themselves. Yeah. Um, so, you, I know you did that in the previous album with some of the <coughs> stories that you tell, but where do you get... Um, where do you get your inspiration from? Is it is it is it purely personal, or is it is there other sort of like influences you pull from? Or, um, God, I mean, it, it's hard to parse out into one thing or another because it, it's really just life in general. So I think I I personally have my own interests that <clears throat> play into how I write and and contribute to our songwriting and our lyrical process. And Daniel has his interests, and Mark has his, and Ben has his. For me personally, I uh, like debates and politics and philosophy and uh, kind of uh, th- things in that department. And I listen yeah. to a lot of podcasts. Um, I do keep my finger on the pulse of what's going on in culture when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and so that that kind of makes its way into the lyrics, and uh, you know the other part of it is that we we all grew up in the church uh, when we were younger, yeah. so our parents all kind of put us in there, and so we always had this kind of we all had a similar background of being told that we needed to think about um, that extra layer of reality, if you want to call it that. Yeah. And now I think things very differently as an adult than I did then, but. Um, it was always this encouragement to dig deeper. Yeah. And so I think that plays into it now. Yeah. I mean, you could definitely hear that within your sound with like going back to the previous album with some of the tracks on there. Um, again, it's a great album. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed Thanks. that one thoroughly. I'm kissing <laughs> your ass here, but it's, uh, no, it's very rare that I get um, albums that I can listen to from start to finish and, and then mm. do it again. Um, yeah. I mean, you, you interlace your tracks with interludes and stuff like that, which again... Yeah. I love like that when people do that for the album because it yeah. means they've thought about 
the album rather yeah. than like 12 tracks get them down get them done get them recorded it's a different experience exactly. it's not a series of singles it's a no. it's a it's a journey yeah. if at least that's those have been the albums that have changed our lives and um you know when i look back at the bands that you know i've listened to so much music in my life um and when people ask when i'm influenced by sometimes i just draw a blank because i my brain goes into a freeze because there's so many influences we have but the ones that always stick out are the ones it's not so much the artist it's the album like i've I've noticed that uh, there was a band called dredge this album called el cielo and it was like the coolest concept album it always took me to this weird place that no other album took me to um and it was specifically because of like what you're saying where it had transition tracks and it had little mini explorations within the overarching you know journey that made the journey enjoyable and interesting they didn't they didn't have some guy going oh cut that and cut this and like that's a waste of time each thing had a creative uh fingerprint yeah and the, the samples you pull for some of your interludes, where, where do they come from? Because they're from, well, they sound quite deep in some cases. Yeah. Um, so the music side of the interludes are uh, things that either something that I've created um, just on the road, just killing time, like yeah. coming up with like little mini ideas or Mark has created on guitar. And a lot of, and a lot of times it's ideas that were either in a song or, or an earlier version of one of the songs mm-hmm. and then got written out by another stronger part okay. that fit the song better. Yeah. But we still liked the part that got written out. It just wasn't as strong for that song. Yeah. And so we didn't want to just throw it away and we're like, okay, what can we do creatively with it? Yeah. And that's kind of where we take a lot of those musical pieces. The other side, which is uh, Alan Watts is the philosopher that you hear yeah. on all of our tracks. Um, he, uh, I came across him on YouTube years ago and He's uh, one of many philosophers and uh, thinkers that I listen to, and he has just such a wide range of recorded material yeah. that, and he's not that well known. Um, yeah. And that I felt like, you know what? He's he's the most influential philosopher in my personal life. Um, why don't we kind of flagship him yeah. and make him, av- you know, aware or make the public aware of him? Yeah, because you used him on the you used him on the last album as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And just do you get permission to do that, or is that literally just just like taking those clips and um, layering them on? Originally, we did. I don't know if we did this time. I think we we got. I, I think the label got some kind of. Yeah, no, I'm something. just curious how that would work with. Yeah, that. obviously spoken word stuff is different. Yeah, from some of it's public domain and some of it's not. It's kind of tricky. It yeah. was hard because I'm splicing and taking little excerpts sometimes from yeah. other lectures. So. It's a little tricky, you yeah. know. We'll, we'll just say that uh, we we did talk to Alan Watts' son, though. Okay. And we uh, he had a foundation or um, this project he was doing, and so we just kind of helped him out, made a little donation, and we advertised. And I think I think all is good and well. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> no, that's always good. That's always good. Um, so yeah, um, uh, we're gonna come to a couple of final questions. Yeah. We'll wrap up here. Um, so I've got basically so three albums that have that have shaped you as a person what ones would they be yeah um i would say uh, the one i was talking about earlier uh el cielo by the band dredge yep that just opened me up creatively to so many possibilities as a as an artist myself um i would also say oh uh, anima by tool yeah um good one. that was a, a changer for me that really opened my eyes and then God, if I had to pick a third, 
what to pick um this is a this is a strange one but uh it's called rock in the suburbs by ben folds okay yeah a little not what i typically listen to but that record is just it's it's its own personality i don't even know it's just its own thing cool cool well um one last thing uh just out of curiosity because i've uh, interviewed ty from everybody panic yeah. Back. yeah, yeah. Uh, he mentioned your jiu-jitsu, like rock jitsu clan. Yeah, I was yeah, wondering yeah. if you guys are still doing that because I haven't seen him in quite a while. But uh, yeah, um, I think he's doing that. Um, yeah. I haven't. Uh, you know, I've just kind of been in my own little bubble. Yeah. Because we've been on tour, and so yeah. I rarely see him. But when I do, I try to get in some uh, educational time to learn from him because he's, nice. you know, a, a black belt for however many years. He and, is, yeah. uh, <laughs> very, very uh, intelligent and. He has a lot of knowledge to share, yes. so but yeah. I don't get to see him enough. So unfortunately. No, no, he came through. Uh, they came through St. Pete. Um, it was about a year and a half ago now, I think it was, before I moved back here. And uh, uh, yeah, no, it was just a really good interview. Like, really enjoyed it. And he mentioned yeah. you guys had a like a jujitsu thing going on. And yeah, and, and yeah, it was like that's, that's really cool. That these guys, the bands from different areas, just kind of yeah. have that thing to do. And it's a ran- It's kind of a random, yeah, kind of random, yeah. I got random extracurricular outside of the music. Yeah interests yeah. yeah cool well um that's it uh with all right i'm gonna let you go um onto the onto the next one i think it's probably one yes time. but um thank you very much enjoy tonight uh sold out mm-hmm. show in london which is always good oh it's sold out i, I didn't even know so. uh, i couldn't i couldn't get Killer. extra tickets so you know um <laughs> that sounds but, yeah, good um i'll be there with my uh with my partner waiting uh waiting to see uh all right goes down and uh yeah have a good one hey you, you too man thanks cool. for having thank me thank you <laughs> So there we have it. That was Johnny from Nothing More. Um, thank you again to the band and their and their agents and their management, I should say, uh, for letting me be a part of this because they're a band I've been tracking since since I first heard them about three years ago, three four years ago, and um, I can now safely say that they are on their way. You know, they'll be up those sort of like festival and arenas, as I said, and, and it, it, they're great. They're great. Um, but I wanted to end uh, this show just with a bit of a tribute to two people uh, that meant a lot to me. One was Cat Bird, uh, Stephen Robinson, some of you may know him, but Cat Bird was the na- the man. Um, he he had a show on Total Rock, fellow, he was a fellow Total Rock DJ, um, and unfortunately he passed away a couple of months ago. And... Uh, yeah, I just wanted again. I did a little tribute to him on the. Uh, we did a like a, a tribute show, and um, I just want to say again on my own on my own stuff that just say thank you to him. And if anyone else remembers Catbird, um, he was very very vocal in the in the sort of underground band scene. Uh, he was a fan of my previous musical outlets uh, in Zero Cipher. Uh, he had us on his show multiple times. He came to some of our most significant shows that we had as well. Uh, he was also the DJ at my wedding. Um, when I got married 11 years ago and uh yeah I just wanted to kind of say thank you to him um again and uh yeah rest in peace mate um another one uh was uh, a man called Chris Meacham um you will not know him um unless you know me obviously but he was kind of my stepdad uh in as much as him and my mum were together for a lot of my life for a good 30 years of my life almost um he's been in my life <laughs> keep saying life um but um unfortunately he he passed away not long ago um he was diagnosed with um leukemia and um passed away within three months of being 
diagnosed terminal um, of that of that horrible disease. And uh, we were with him along the way um, until we got to the hospice, um, Phyllis Tuckwell Hospice. Thought I'd give them a shout out because they were absolutely magnificent as well. Um, but Chris was um, Chris was there for me um, and my family um, a lot of times in my life, uh, and I just wanted to share one time that kind of impacted uh, the more professional side of my life. Um, I mean, he used to pick me up from when I DJ clubs and stuff at like two, three in the morning. Um, but there was one time that really stuck out for me, which was um, me and my band were on tour, our first sort of big tour, supporting a big band. We were supporting One Minute Silence, if anyone remembers them. Um, <laughs> they uh, they were just about to release their third album and um they were going on this like week long tour across the UK and we were fortunate enough to be selected as a support band uh but unfortunately three dates in uh one minute silence imploded and um split up uh which was a shock to everybody but um we got stranded in london uh a, a rehearsal space we didn't have any kind of like contingency backup plan we were sharing a tour bus with them so we didn't have a way home so I called up, said, is there anything anyone could do? And he basically dropped everything. He hired a van um, and he came and got us. Um, he came all the way into London. Um, we threw everything into the back of the van. We had our entire kit with us. And we all piled in the back of that van and, 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 and headed home, disappointed, you know, and all that kind of stuff because, you know, we paid money for that tour and uh, that money got wasted, essentially, Um and you know it was one of those moments that we don't often talk about as a band purely because it was just so frustrating um but you know um the 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 moment we got from that is something we remember now um in chris picking us up and and rescuing us essentially from london um otherwise we would have been stuck there and until someone could come and get us but he did and uh no i just wanted to share those those bits with you guys because um you know podcasting can be a personal thing and most of the time i've kept a lot of my personal life from it unless i'm chatting to some bands and kind of relate to them on some level of personal experience and stuff which is which is always nice and you know but i just wanted to with my show coming back uh kind of give you where my head's at kind of thing and um help myself by talking about it and you know maybe someone else hearing this will talk about theirs and you know, we can open up and, you know, it helps. Everything helps. Um, but yeah, no, that was that was all I kind of had to share on that front. And um, I hopefully I'll be back soon with another interview, another podcast, another radio show. Um, but do tune in, sorry, tune in, tune in <laughs> to Total Rock on Tuesday nights at 11 o'clock UK time um, to hear my Crossing the Stream show, which is still going. I've been doing that. Um, that crosses uh, rock metal and electronic music for those who haven't heard it you could also check out uh, djforcex.com and check out everything on demand as well from the podcast to the radio show it's all there um but yeah you can hear i'm coming down with a cold as well so i'm going to keep this uh i'm going to wrap this up i think but yeah if you can check that out it's also for my people in the states it goes out 11 o'clock on saturday nights on the mix.fm that's m-i-x-x dot f-m um crossing the streams goes out on there uh, you can get that on the TuneIn app um, and a few other sort of radio, free radio apps as well. Um, but do check it out because I'm, I'm, I'm doing some good stuff on there and uh, 
you know, get more people to hear it. If that's something that interests you, do it. Um, but until then, um, yeah, this has been me, Barnaby, Wattingham, DJ Force X. Um, yeah, so until uh, the next pod, this is me, out.